So was Jesus the first clickbait title for YouTube? <laughs> and they're like, what? <laughs> Click on that video. <laughs> Click on that Maybe. video. Like it's, Maybe. Oh, my goodness. Jesus originated clickbait. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. <laughs> Jesus originated clickbait. Uh, you ever seen a delicious dish on uh, Saturday Night Live? No. Oh. Mmm. It sounds. It sounds scrumptious. How do you manage all the irons you have in the fire, dude? I don't manage any of the irons. <laughs> that's part of my problem. <laughs> all the irons, like there's an iron probably that's been in this fire for way too long. My, literally, I burnt the iron. It's not possible to burn an iron. So I had iron. an analogy for mean internet lady. Like I can be, I can be mean internet lady, but explained in a non-mean way. No, you can't. Yeah, I can. How? Let's get into this and I can do it as part of this. Oh man. Don't you think? Let's have mean internet lady in the form of Josh's analogy in Jesus and coffee. All right. Let's go. Uh, This is a shout out to my friend V. I am Joshy G and let's get to it. Whoa. 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 <laughs> she calls me Joshy G. So. And her name's what? Veronica. But no, no. I want to. What's it? V. 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 I just call her V. Yo, V. What up, V? <laughs> I'm T. And JG <laughs> is next to me. This is fun, though. Kick the intro. This is good. Kick the intro. <laughs> Cheers. Todd is a drum player for those of you that drummer, not drum player. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a hit on the bang bangs. I'm, I'm going to hit on the bang bangs. On the bang bangs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a chapter about it in my book called Little Drummer Boy. If, if you haven't checked out, do your plans. I haven't read the whole book. Do the, what? I'm a bad person, but I did listen to chapter five. That's good. Did you? You can listen to chapter five. <laughs> chapter five. Okay, so I'm creating this audio book, and it's a very, like, it's a process. More, honestly, I think the audio book is more of a process than the actual book. I wrote and published the book in 39. If you don't know what I'm talking about, I wrote a book called Burn Your Plans and Do Things. Um. But I wrote and published the book on Amazon mm-hmm. in 39 days. 39. Since the day I published it, I've been working on the audiobook, And it's still not ready yet. I just got an email back today that I had to change some of the file formats. And it wasn't the right kilohertz. And then there was some room noise I didn't have. I don't know. Speaking Audiobooks of, are hard. So let's jump into to Mean Internet Lady. Why, why would you want to do that right now? We're having such I a will, good time. Because I want you to explain your video first. Okay. So you are a miracle. You are a miracle. Explain it to the audience. You are a miracle. If you have not seen it, you should go check it out. Uh, You know what? We're going to link it in the description here in the video. And then I will also have a link to it on the JesusAndCoffeePodcast.com page because it exists. We have that. So go check it out. We We have that. Did you not check it out? I haven't. Oh, man. We're doing so many things. (laughs) And we have JesusAndCoffeePodcast.com. This is amazing. rocking and rolling. Okay. You don't know. We haven't even seen each other in like... A week and it's a, been a little it's while. It's been a while. It's been a long. It's been too long, dude. It's been too long. I'm feeling better now that we're here together. I am too. I've had a rough like. This is so. I'm a CPA. If you don't know, and th- it is April first today when we're recording this, and literally like it's crazy town, and it's so it's so difficult because I have I have so many returns that I have to get done, and I have so many people coming to my office for appointments. So when I have like on Monday today, I had four tax appointments that uh, were all good. Yeah. And then in, in between those, I had calls and emails and stuff. 
But I got those tax returns done. However, the like 25 that are stacked on my desk, I didn't even get to. Mm. So now it's like, uh, forget those. Let's just do a Jesus and coffee. Like that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's how I, that's how so I'm taking you, them away from the job that brings in the money. But, <laughs> but I will say this. I need breaks from that like so bad. Because it's, you get in that, and if you're listening to this, you may feel the same way. When you're in your job or you're in your, whatever it is that you do on a regular basis, whether it's uh, taking care of children or it's taking care of a parent or if it's school or whatever, you just, when you get in this, like, like you're in this ditch and you're trying to get out because there's so much work to do and you have to push through because you have to do it. Mm -hmm. There's not like, a, you can't necessarily delegate all the time, even though that's something that you should do. I, I, do, a lot, I do, do a lot of delegating. You do a lot of delegating, <laughs> but there are some things you can't delegate. There, it's true. There's things and that you have to do on your own. You have to, and you can't not do them. And while you're doing them, it's just like, oh, is this ever going to end? Mm. Is it ever going to be over? And I know it will, yeah. because as of April 15th, technically everybody's like, it's over. Yeah. Like it's not because there's extensions and uh, anyway, we don't even want to talk about that now. I'm going to talk about I'm going to talk about the fact that on April 15th there will be rest. There, there will be a be Sabbath. Rest. Um and I think that's something that is really really good to have these kind of little breaks in between cuz this is something for me that just podcasts in general but specifically this one being Jesus and coffee and spending time with you that it it's just like a Okay, I can breathe a minute. It's edifying. We can talk. Yeah, it's, it's edifying. It's soul filling. It's soul filling. It's soul food. And this is kind of late at night, and we're not college students anymore. No, so. we're not. This is uh, now we say late at night, <laughs> but Josh, let's be real. It's eight fifty six. Eight fifty six. All right, not that late. We're married with multiple children. <laughs> My wife's probably so sleeping at this point. Yeah. Like that's <laughs> okay. So let's explain. Where let's, were we? What were we talking <laughs> you about? You're gonna explain. Oh, mir mean internet yes. lady. No, so, you have the miracle. So do that and then explain mean internet lady. And then I'm going to be mean internet lady. And we're going to talk about coffee because Jesus plus coffee. Plus mean internet lady. Trust me. <laughs> okay, he's not gonna, sure if he should trust me I don't on know. This. So we haven't talked about this. I have no, <laughs> no idea where this, this is, is going. I'm surprising him right now. I like surprises. Okay. Because I, I just do kind things. Of. I burn my plans and do things. Todd hasn't been mad at me yet. No, so not yet. We'll, we'll see. see. You might get a witness in here for the first time ever <laughs> in the history of the world. This is great. Okay, so here we go. I'm not nervous, but I am sweating. Okay. That's just because it's hot, I promise. <laughs> so give us the... So, okay, so miracle. We are all a miracle. I believe we're miracles because I believe we're created by God with a purpose to do amazing things. However, when you talk to people about that, a lot of times faith isn't enough for the people that are non-believers. And they okay. say, well, what do you mean faith in a creator? I'm agnostic or whatever. I Wherever they're at. Faith doesn't always work. So I created this video to say, okay, faith doesn't work for you. Faith works for me. But let's say faith isn't a thing. Let's talk about math. And so I break down. Well, I didn't break down. I used the people, the good people at Harvard Business School, whatever, some mm -hmm. really smarty pants people um, that break down the odds of you being born. And when you do all the math, it's in the video, it's very artistic. And I'm walking down the street and I'm sipping coffee, which is part of the whole meaning of lady. Explain that though. So the okay. coffee. Okay. So I will in a second. Okay. I'll get there. I'll get there. Don't get, don't jump ahead of me. <laughs> Drink your coffee. So we're all miracles. And if you do the math based on genetics and DNA and your fact that your parents meeting and having you, you are a zero, you shouldn't be alive. There's a 0% chance that you even exist. So therefore in that sense, mathematically, scientifically, we are a miracle if we are alive. Therefore, if you're a miracle, miracles aren't here just like for no reason. 
Mm-hmm. Miracles happen for a reason to do amazing things. So therefore, that's my jumping off point to say, hey, you're a miracle. Forget what people have said. Forget what things have happened around you. You're meant to do amazing things. So start doing something. So I made this video. I was really excited about it. It was really my first attempt at a dramatic message video artistically that I put on the internet. So I put it out. And then the next morning I wake up and I'm really excited to see the comments and things. And then I get to them and I'm reading through these things. And one of the comments just struck me, like punched me in the face, was this lady that I lovingly refer to as mean internet lady. Mean. Mean. Super mean. So I'm drinking my coffee in the video and her comment was not about, oh, uh, miracles are so great or wow, that was really eye opening. Her comment was literally, ha, you're drinking, you're drinking. Ha, you're drinking Starbucks. You can't be trusted and I'll never watch you again. So she watched the whatever, however much of the video she watched. She watched the first she, couple seconds. She watched the first couple right seconds. The and in the, in the video, there's a portion where I'm walking down the street and I'm drinking a cup of coffee. The green siren co- Starbucks label is turned away. So you don't see that. You can, you can, if you're a Starbucks connoisseur, you know it's a Starbucks cup. But her whole purpose to making that comment, she watched enough to make a comment, to relate me to some feeling she had about Starbucks, to say, I'm going to bring you down to my level because you're drinking Starbucks and bah, 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 bah. So I call her mean internet lady. And when I talk to people, like I just spoke in Oklahoma this last week, and I told that story to give them the idea that, look, people are going to say things, especially online, because it's very easy to be behind a keyboard or a screen and be tough. Okay. And and give out a negative vibe. So that's mean internet lady. And so we all I have am them. going to take on being mean internet lady for a little while. Is that like, all right with like, you? Like from a I'm like gonna, this isn't a gender thing, right? It's not a gender thing. Okay, good. I was, Are I was you okay? Really, I'm okay. He's nervous. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> I really don't know what's going on. So I'm thinking about Todd's idea that we're all a miracle, which is incredible. The story that he explains, it's filled with hope, it's filled with encouragement. And when Todd gets this first reaction, it's from me, mean internet lady. Oh, right? me. Okay, got it. Uh, Not so Josh being, Geyer. Yes. So since we do Jesus plus coffee, we're going to talk about coffee for a second because Todd had a Starbucks cup while he was giving the intro to this idea that we're all miracles. And what happened is this lady who I'm not going to define her as mean anymore. I'm just going to say this lady had an opinion of Todd because he was drinking Starbucks. And it took me to a couple of my friends at the gym. There's two different ones. One of them, his name's Homer, and he literally, oh. he literally told me, Starbucks is garbage. And then my other friend, and this is where I want to take us to a little bit. My other friend, his name is Sean, and he invited Carly and I over to their house, and he wanted to make us some coffee. Well, I, like I like coffee mm-hmm. and, and I understand that a lot of people like coffee, Yeah, but there's a point where people take coffee to a different level. Oh, Coffee is like an art form. Yes. Okay. So my friend, Sean asked us how we kind of like our coffee. He's, and he prefaces that by saying, you're not allowed to add anything to it. Like I'm going to make it, you're drinking it black. Then how would, why would he like, ha- so let me, why would he ask let me you? Just, let me just continue. So I'm frustrated. He's kind of like, do you like your coffee? Is it fruity? So there's different. So let me explain coffee a oh, little bit, right? Like your, how do you like your coffee bean? Yeah. So, wow. So Sean proceeds to ask us if we like fruity coffee. Is it not as fruity? So he's trying to figure out like what, 
balanced flavoring we en- we enjoy. But what he does is he takes the beans and he literally weighs them to like the hundredth of an ounce to make sure wow. it's exactly what it's supposed to be. And then from there, he takes the water and he boils it to an exact degree. So it has to be the exact temperature. It's got to be the right amount of coffee. And the way he poured it in was in, was in phases. So he would fill it he did and, the allow pour it over with the, and allow yeah. the aromas to open. And it really, as I'm watching him, I was like, this is an, this is an artist. Mm. Like I'm watching an artist. And I'm thinking about Mean Internet Lady and what she's telling you. And she, yes, it's mean the way that she presented it. But what she was really trying to say is, Todd, you don't care. Like, coffee's a masterpiece. And you're mm. taking Starbucks, the mass production. If you watch, if you watch <laughs> School of Rock, it's like, that's the man. But you're taking this masterpiece. <laughs> Stick it to the maniosis. And you're just drinking coffee. But to some people, while we're talking about coffee, it's like there's a difference between if it's a light roast or a medium roast or a dark roast because the light roast is going to give you the flavor nodes of the origin of where that coffee's from, how much shade was there, the fruit that's planted around the coffee beans. And when you're drinking Starbucks to her, that's like you don't really care about where that came from. So why are you talking to me about a miracle? Right. So I thought, yeah, it was kind of mean, but she also is this part of your audience that maybe we can capture because we really do realize that the art of coffee can be a masterpiece. I agree. And there's some miracle stuff that goes along with that, but I'm just saying I was kind of relating to her like, okay, I guess I could understand why maybe she wouldn't want to listen because she saw Starbucks, but we don't want the message to get lost. So Todd's representing Starbucks. I'm representing the little guy. <laughs> but, how are you looking at the little the, guy? <laughs> I don't understand. But the are message is still the same. <laughs> so, we don't want you to get lost on the fact that you are a miracle. You're created for a purpose. Yes. And don't get distracted this, by what coffee we drink in our cups. This gift of a life mm. is incredible. Like true. No matter how difficult the things that you're going through are, or how easy you might think it is. You're still a miracle. What you're experiencing is something that is incredible. And if you can figure out what it is you were designed to do, what your purpose Mm -hmm. on this earth is, and you can strive towards that Mm -hmm. on a daily, then not only are you a miracle, you're getting to experience miracles every day in the fact that you're living your purpose. So now it's my turn to say amen. <laughs> Last episode, you said amen. This, I say amen. Yes. <laughs> now, I, that's, yes. I, if you focus too hard on a singular granular detail that in the big picture, you forget that yeah. you're a miracle. Uh, that's what you're saying, yeah, right? And, and the thing is, I don't want you guys to miss. So... Todd and I will have viewpoints that might differ from some of you that are listening. But and if they do, then you need to pray about it. <laughs> like, no, I mean, that's not what you meant. Is that, that's, not, that's not what Josh meant. I'm sorry. I you do need him. to pray about it. But <laughs> <laughs> we also, we understand that people have dis- different perspectives. And mm-hmm. we want you guys to engage in what we're talking about. Yeah. Not only 
listening. But if you do have questions, you can email us, right? Oh, What's yeah. the email address? Jesus and Coffee Podcast at gmail.com. Okay. And we have an Instagram account. Yes. And that email, all of that information is on the Instagram account at Jesus and Coffee Podcast. You can you can follow us there. And then you can also email us directly from there. You can link to the website and all over the place. Um, that's a really good singular place. But the website, JesusAndCoffeePodcast.com, yeah. is kind of the the hub for everything. So, um, yeah, no, we, I agree. The thing I think that's really important is that it's a conversation that we have yeah. together that is edifying in a way that we're furthering relationships in a positive light. Because Absolutely. we all will have differences of opinion. Mm-hmm. However, it's how we react to that that makes the difference. That's how we show Jesus. How do you respond? Is how you respond. Mm-hmm. How you come back to somebody that says, ha, you're drinking Starbucks. Uh, I don't trust you and I'll never watch you again. You have no credibility with me because you drink Starbucks. No credibility. That's kind of ludicrous, but at the same it's not time. Kind of, it's, it's completely <laughs> ludicrous. Now, it's I, completely, completely. It's completely ludicrous. So and okay now I will finish this story so that you all don't think that I'm this like this bigot about people that don't like Starbucks coffee even like kind of him but so I did this and and I know for a fact that she was not a coffee connoisseur and I'll tell you why Josh because as soon as I read that coffee that coffee I went man I got coffee on the brain as soon as I read that comment I stalked her like crazy did you? I found her Facebook page I found her Instagram I looked through I found her kids like I was looking for ammunition oh. I was gonna get her I was gonna get her. And then I backed up and I'm like, hold on a minute. Mm. I'm like, hold on. I just had a whole video about everybody's a miracle. And I believe me and that lady is a miracle, even though she doesn't like Starbucks. Um, and that's the thing. That's the point, though. Yes. Right? Yes. So That's the point. That's the point. Absolutely. So I know that she's a miracle. Mm-hmm. I know that she, uh, I, I stepped back and I'm like, I could blast her. I had all this. I had bullets in my gun. Like, I was ready to shoot. Like, I was, I had, I had one in the chamber ready. Like, I was, <laughs> it was, it was going to be good. And then I thought, you know, that's not a good representation of Christ. That's not a good representation of what my message is about. So I changed my motive and I thought, well, wait a minute. She probably had a really bad experience. She probably, Mm -hmm. there's something related to coffee. I did not see any of that coffee chemistry gear that I know was used in this Sean coffee that you talked about. Mm -hmm. That it's like all the meticulous. Yeah. Dude did not have a, she did not have a Chemex. There were no paper filters that she, he, she did pour over. No, mm. sorry. That's not what it was. <laughs> I know that for a fact. So, <laughs> however, I thought, you know what? She had a bad experience. She must be having a bad day. I need to try and make it better. So I said, wow, you must really like coffee. That's so neat. We have something in common. Have a nice day. And I left it at that. So he found common ground. I did find common ground because she obviously likes coffee. If yeah. she doesn't like Starbucks, that means she likes coffee somewhere. So I'm like, cool. We like coffee together. And then never heard from her again. Mm. So that, so that I think, is, a, is really important to make sure that you don't focus on a detail that's inconsequential that takes away from the purpose of what you're doing. Correct. And as Christians, our purpose is to show Christ to the world and be a light. Yes. Right. And, and that being said, like we're going to jump into scripture and we're going to talk about faith and we don't want you guys get, to get distracted for the fact that I have a Dodger jersey on because it's it was opening day this past week. So, so all I, of you that are watching or are listening, I'm a Dodger fan and I'm not a hardcore baseball guy, but it was opening day this past week. So I, I figured I should represent the team that I enjoy. Is it am I a bad American in that I have not watched a game yet? this season no okay I've, good 
you don't judge me. No. I know there are people that are probably listening that are judging me. <laughs> probably. You weren't you didn't take the day off of work to watch <laughs> No, I was in the airport. I was flying on opening day. One guys. of my best friends has been advocating for opening day to be a national holiday for ever <laughs> since I've known him. He like he takes his barbecue to work. He grills food for the entire Where does he company. work? He works at Like a, what kind of job? He, you don't have to be specific. Well, he works. He does uh, geography stuff. I don't know what his exact title is, but he works up oh, he's in like Oregon a now. Mapographer kind of guy, like, yeah, yeah, wow. Yeah. And he GIS, GIS. He's probably in, I think his title's analyst or something, but he creates maps. He's he loves maps. He loves does he loves maps. Now, what about the map from Dora the Explorer? Like, is that <laughs> is he does he qualify that as a real map? Probably, yeah. Probably okay. does it have. Northwest, Hola. West, East. No. <laughs> I don't know. I never watched Tour of the Explorer. I just know she had a map and I, a backpack. Yeah, I and they all watched, talked I and I had eyes. Either. Yeah, I don't see she's in the Bible though. All she's right. Tour of the Explorer is not in the Bible, guys. We're getting off on a little bit of a tangent. What, uh, what do you mean? This is what we talked about. That <laughs> the whole purpose of all of that was to get to Door of the Explorer and maps and backpacks. Yes, that was that's it. exactly what we wanted. So we're gonna we're gonna start in Matthew. We're doing Matthew four. So Jesus <laughs> had just started preaching. Mm -hmm. And we're going to jump in where Jesus calls his first disciples. So uh, we're going to be in verse 18. So Matthew 4, verse 18. As Jesus was walking beside the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon called Peter and his brother Andrew. They were casting a net into the lake, for they were fishermen. Come follow me, Jesus said, and I will send you out to fish for people. Once they left their nets, at once they left their nets and followed him. Going on from there... He saw two other brothers, James, son of Zebedee, and his brother, John. So you guys get this idea that, because we're talking about Peter's faith walk. Mm -hmm. Peter has just encountered Jesus from what we can read in Matthew as maybe the first time. We don't yeah. know if he was at any of those other places where he preached. Right. Well, and that's the thing that I think is interesting because we don't know if there was interaction or not before that. We can't know because it, it doesn't say that. Not in However, Matthew. We haven't done our reading on the other ones, there, but we're talking about Matthew right, right now. We're talking about Matthew right now. But you think about that and you think, okay, if if he was walking by the Sea of Galilee and he was starting his his preaching tour, right? Yeah. And people are talking about it. Like people are like, this Jesus guy's like you got to hear this guy. So there's a good chance that even if he didn't actually hear him talk, he heard about this guy. So there was a Jesus buzz. There was a Jesus buzz. Oh okay. man. He was a yeah. Top line influencer for sure. For sure. So 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 he comes by and he calls, he's fishing for fishermen, and he says, Hey yo, Peter, uh, bring your brother. Let's go do some things. <laughs> and Peter's like, Yeah, sure. Yeah, like, sure. Really? Like, <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> like you are a fisherman and that's like the only thing you know. And you're like, Yeah, sure. Yeah. Like he started off with faith. Like how that's I mean, I look at this, so my brother loves to fish. Like absolutely loves it he'll he's a spear fisherman he free dives he will do any anything and everything that has to do with fishing my brother will do now i'm thinking my brother's not a professional fisherman like he does it as a hobby mm -hmm. but i'm i'm like imagining myself and my brother and i've been out on a boat with my brother and i can't even to get i can't even get him to come back back in after like four hours out on the water no Whoa. matter how good or bad we're doing his, mm -hmm. his idea of a short trip will probably be like six to eight hours oh my god 
So I'm thinking like, okay, if my brother loves fishing the way that he does and he's not making a living at it, like this isn't his livelihood. Yeah. I can't see us dropping what we're doing that day as a hobby and saying, you know what? Yeah. I didn't need any of this stuff. I'm just going to follow you. Yeah. And that's just recreational. These guys are doing this for their livelihood. Like, yeah. You know what? Actually, that, that brings me to a, a good point. How many times are you working a job because it's your job? And you wish it wasn't your job. Mm. Like I think that see the that, perspective that's actually, shift. Like, that's different now. I, I never totally thought about that. It's like yes, you guys are fishing because your brother loves to fish. He doesn't get paid for it. However, if that's how he was paying the bills, and he's like, "Man, this job sucks. Like I hate fishing. But I the- smell like I <laughs> always smell like a deli. Like this is I, this is horrible. Do fishes don't smell like deli? I smell like a like a fish <laughs> like, So so it's like it's his job. Now he might like it. He might I like, like my it. job. I like well, all, some. I I like my jobs because I have jobs, okay. plural, right? But there is a point where it's like, this is my job. Hey, this Jesus guy, maybe he's got work for me. Do you think it was like that? Was like I got hired. I don't know. So this. That's hard. So what I'm looking th- at this now that you're talking about that in a d- little bit different light. So the way Jesus gets them to come is to say that I will send you out to fish for people. That's right. And so. Fish for them is providing life, mm-hmm. right? And not only is it providing life for them, it's providing substance and life and nutrition for other people. Mm-hmm. So I think it's interesting that Jesus uses mm-hmm. fishing. So he's using that to entice them, to interest them in right. what he's talking about. But then he immediately switches it to say fish for people, which to me is like, okay, you're fishing for something valuable, but there's something so much more that I'm inviting you into right now. Wait, you're going to continue to do what you do, but you're going to do it in a way that takes people's lives and absolutely turns it upside down. So was Jesus the first clickbait title for YouTube? <laughs> <laughs> like he's like, hey, Fisher guys, you think fish are great? Let's go fish for people. And they're like, what? <laughs> Click on that video. <laughs> Click on that Maybe. video. Like it's, Maybe. Oh my goodness. Jesus originated clickbait. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. <laughs> Jesus originated clickbait. But I think like it, that, but that's a good point. I think it just shows to yeah. you how how people, like we talked yeah. we talked about people in our last episode, but people are valuable to God. Yes. We, you, me, Todd, mm-hmm. God values us as as individuals. Mm-hmm. And no matter where you are, no matter what you're doing, don't forget that. Yeah. Don't forget that. Like we have value. You have value. You mean something to Mm -hmm. someone. You mean something to God. You can impact people. We just want you on this earth so that you can use your life to do that. Mm -hmm. But go ahead. Yeah. I mean, so, so you, you take that and you say, okay, he's a fisherman. Jesus comes by and says, follow me. I'll make you fishers of people or fishers of men, depending on whatever, um, translation you're listening to wording, whatever. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I have not had fishers enough coffee. Fishers of men. That's how fishers I've heard of it. Fishers, yeah, fishers of, men. of men. Yeah. 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 It ever, and, but you shouldn't have had the decaf. I shouldn't. I should have gone like <laughs> double calf. Um, so he's got them and he says, I'm going to make you fishers of men. And they don't know what that means. So that is, I mean, I, I say the clickbait yeah. thing in, in, a, in a tongue-in-cheek kind of way. But in reality, it's like, no, it, I mean, that is kind of a tongue-in-cheek. It, it's a way to say, how do I get them? I mean, Jesus isn't thinking this, but it's like the way that you can get these guys' attention, 
they fish, mm-hmm. they know fishing. If you can relate what they do to what you need them to do or what their purpose is, then you can explain things. It's just like analogies. Yeah. It's like it's like he probably could have said a, a, a billion different ways, but the way that he chose to say it related to what they understood. Yeah. And I think that goes to a lot of when you're talking to people, especially about faith, especially about taking steps and, and living out the Christian life, you have to discuss things in a way that they will understand. Mm-hmm. And Jesus understood that. Yeah. He was like... From the very beginning. From the very beginning. Mm-hmm. He's like, I'm going to take you guys and I'm going to show you what you guys do on a boat to do it on land. And instead of catching fish, you're going to catch people. And they didn't at this time probably understand the gravity of what that actually meant. Absolutely. Like there's no way they could have. No. But they're like, this is interesting. Yeah. I want to try this. So Jesus got Peter's attention because like we said, we're going to focus on Peter. Mm -hmm. Ultimately, we talked about, well, Todd and I had a different conversation about the Bible and the book and what this really is. So it's God revealing himself to us and it's a way for us to be intimate and learn about him. The Bible as a whole. As a whole. 30,000 foot view. (laughs) 30,000 foot view. We back it up, mm-hmm. like back God it up said last time. Um, but we're gonna. What happens is God puts all these things in here, especially Jesus with all these red words. I'm looking at. There's a lot of red a, right there. What's well, on the mouth coming up? In a way that we can relate it to where we are in the here and now. And when I'm thinking about Peter, I'm thinking about my my personal profession, mm-hmm. and I need specific tools to be successful in what I do. And to continue to do it and to reach people. Um, and these guys, not only did they decide, okay, I'm going to follow you, Jesus. They left their nets mm-hmm. and followed him. Yeah. They left the the thing that they knew how to do mm-hmm. and said, I know it's a little bit of a mystery, but hold on. I think I need to explore this deeper. That's a lot of bit of a mystery. Yeah. <laughs> like this is not a, like, this is brand new in, in yes. this, like in this context. Um, and, and I think we have the luxury of reading the whole story. We do to be able to put that. I mean, you think about, I think about this a lot is that the disciples, as we know them and we've read their stories and, or if you haven't, you, you should. Um, but we have been able to connect the dots from an overview of an understanding of yes, yeah. this Bible is God's word. They did not have this. They, <laughs> this was what they were living. They had the Old Testament. They some of them. Some of them, right? Some of them True. had the Old Testament. True. It was, they did not have access like we do now. No way. And very and, true. And if it wasn't, and if they didn't have, if they had just the oral traditions of it, like how much of that is just repetitive? Like yeah, we know. Yeah, we know, Grandpa. We get it. <laughs> move on and go get some fish. Yeah. Like they didn't have this. They didn't have the context that we have. So putting yourself in, in saying they didn't have the luxury of the 30,000 foot view. No, they were in the middle. Yeah. Actually at the very, not even the middle. This is the very beginning of Jesus' ministry. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not like, it's not like all of a sudden Jesus uh, teaches on one street corner and then everybody tweets about it and everybody's at the next street corner. It it's word of mouth with, no transportation, no technology other than handwritten word. Yeah. Like that's it. So you think about like that just blows my mind to be like the the amount of the mass of people that we're talking about here that were gathered in, in situations. We talk about re, is when he's feeding the 5,000 and feeding the 4,000 and the, we, he's, he, that's a lot of people. You know what blows my mind? The, Jesus is God. 
and God is still, even though he can do all things, is surrounding himself with a strong core of people. And Peter mm-hmm. is on the inside of that. Like, G- if, we'll talk about this at another time, but Jesus kind of had an inner circle. Mm. He had the 12 disciples, but there was an inner circle, and Peter was part of that inner circle. But I think Jesus is showing us an, an example early on is that you need to have good people around you to help lift you up. And Jesus Jesus lived a perfect life. Mm-hmm. I fail every day. Every day. More than <laughs> multiple times a day. All the time. Yeah. And I just think like... Me too. I didn't mean how just much, you. No, but I mean, I think yeah. of how much... And, and I'm just talking for myself um, right now, but as individuals, we're like, oh, I got this. I can do this. I'm going to do it on my own. Instead of saying, Todd, I need help. Like, mm-hmm. today's hard. Yeah. This last week was hard. Mm-hmm. And just reach out that hand. And Jesus is doing that. He's inviting them in. Right. But he's also building a support group around them. And this is the start of God building a support group here on earth for himself. Yeah. No, totally. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. I mean, you, it just, did he need it? I mean, he no. probably could have done without it, but he well, he is he's done that. Yeah. I mean, he could have said uh, he could have done whatever he does and like made them come. Yeah. However, that free will portion is the part that I mean, we're, we're going to probably get into that at some point, but like that We free, will get into that. That free will part is where the love and the faith meet, and I think that's like that's the truth. To yeah. say you're doing it because you want to, you're doing it because, not just because it's like that's what you do, yeah. it's because that's, that's the steps that you feel motivated to take. Well, I think in because Christ- you're not made to <laughs> in Christianity, and a lot of times when I'm speaking to people about my faith, they look at it in a way that well, I'm not going to be able to do these things that I love to do. I'm not going to be able to, to get drunk. Oh, yes. I'm not going to be able to have sex. Before I'm going to miss out. I'm not going to, it's like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I'm not going to. But what I, what I try to explain, and I've talked about this at my church before, is that when you continually remain faithful and begin learning more and more about God's, God's word and what that, that, what that means for our lives, you realize that you stop saying no to things and all you're really doing is saying yes to things that make you feel more fulfilled and you don't feel like you're missing out. Mm. You don't feel like you have to give things, things up. And I'm not saying it's a snap of the fingers and things change, right? but there's a point and we can talk about this on any level that, I mean, we'll talk about even with Todd's do things, um, with his, with his analogy and how he's like, we just want to do experience. Mm-hmm. I want you to experience things because that's how you can learn. Mm-hmm. Like just jumping out and doing that is incredible. Mm-hmm. And you realize that you said yes to this thing. That meant you had to say no to something else. You weren't saying no. You were just saying yes in a way that you pursued something better. Mm-hmm. And it just, it's life changing when yeah. you get, when you get to that point and you don't get to it with everything but if you're if you're grounded in the word and you're surrounding yourself with the people that are going to lift you up saying yes starts to become easier and then it's something you practice Mm -hmm. on a regular basis 
when I think that the biggest thing in all that is words are fine, but words with experience are life changing. Absolutely. I think that, and that's, and that's the part that I think we're, we're talking about right now is yes, we need to read the Bible. We need to understand the Bible, but if we don't experience God in a real way, then the words are just words. Yeah. And you can't until you allow yourself to be open to experiencing what God has for you, you won't understand why you don't care that you can't do the things that you miss out on. Yeah. Like you, 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 and you can't explain that. Like you can't verbally communicate to people. Well, I just, I don't, I'm not missing out because I'm the things that I'm experiencing are so much greater than what you say you're going to miss out on, but yeah. you can't explain it because they've not experienced it. Yeah. So that's, and that's that, that, that conundrum of, of a circular, like, but how do you get there? Like, how do you, how do you take that step? And you have to start somewhere. Yeah. You have to start with something, even if it's small, like some, some little thing. I feel like I'm supposed to tell a story. Tell me, okay. Tell me the story. It's story a time with Josh. It's a little heavy though. Like, like, do I need more coffee heavy? Uh-oh. Let me just breathe a little. All right, breathe I'll... a little bit. <laughs> um, so not all of you know, I have two girls that are special needs, and they have a genetic, genetic disorder that is extremely rare. Um, but I was thinking about the gift of them and what mm. that means in my life. And if God was to come to me before I knew we were going to have them and say... I think his pitch to me would be, I have a gift for you that's going to make you experience a joy that you've never known. Mm. It's going to help you see love in a way that you've never seen it before. Mm. I have a gift that's going to change you in a way that when you experience the very fact that they have breath in their lungs is a gift. It's a miracle. Mm. Um, they both have a terminal illness and, uh, my wife and I have, have had to consider some really difficult things. Yeah. Um, and, uh, as I was thinking about that, if God came to me and said, but you'll only have them for a short time. Hmm. I don't know that I would have said yes right away, but I know now experiencing them for the last decade um, that I would have missed out on so much. Oh, yeah. And it's changed my life in a way that I can't explain. And most of you don't, that have listened to Todd on a regular, don't know me so much, but I think most people see me now as a dad. And I've had people tell me, like, when you're with your girls, I see you basically coveting every moment with them. Mm. Like, like I'm experiencing something so extraordinary that I can't even put into words to you guys what that means. But that gift on the outside to some people looks it's, like heartbreak. It's not a gift to some no. people. Yeah. It looks like a hopeless situation. And how long was it though before un until you got to the point where you actually could say this is a gift? <sighs> right away. Really? Right away. That's and, huge. That's crazy. And Carly and I talked a little bit about it at church, but I think it has a lot to do. <laughs> I take that back. I know it has everything to do with our 
faith and being rooted in what Christ means and what this life and this purpose of life is as individuals, my wife and I, and then our marriage was founded on that. And I related it at church to, I don't know if you've seen Big Hero 6. Heck yeah, yeah. Okay, so Big Hero 6, there's this fight scene at the end, right? And there's all these microbots and it builds this foundation Mm -hmm. under the bad guy. Well, he's using these microbots. He's standing on them. It's kind of like a mountain of little robots that he can make do anything he wants just by thinking of it. Well, he's using them to attack the good guys, Mm -hmm. but there's a gravitational pull that's taking these little robots up into this vast nothing, but it's depleting the foundation around him, Mm -hmm. right? So at some point, he looks down and he sees that he's just standing on stilts and he has nothing left. But the reason I talk about that is because my wife and I built this tremendous foundation on Christ. Mm-hmm. And we've went through, we've, we're still in the middle of a season, right? It's not going away. We're learning to dance in the storm. Well, it, it never goes <laughs> it away. Yeah. Like th- there's, there's but, never that. But we're realizing as we were using this foundation, we were being depleted because we didn't have time to plug back into the source. Mm. We were remaining faithful, but when we looked down at some point, we realized like we're standing on stilts Hmm. and we were having to readjust the way we thought about being caretakers. Hmm. We were putting everything we had in and making sure that we could take care of them. Yeah. And it was taking us away from building ourselves back up so we could be better caretakers. Mm-hmm. And it was the same thing with our faith. Like we weren't being able to just plug in and meditate and read and, surround ourselves in the ministries that we used to because every moment could be an emergency. Yeah. So, well, and that, that (laughs) changes your perspective. Absolutely. And and I think that I'd say if if I had to sum up what you've done is you've experienced God in a way, giving you something that on its face feels impossible and Absolutely. in a lot of ways, horrible. Yeah. However, because you've built your life on a faith in God, he's been able to show you, look, I'm showing you something. I'm giving you a gift. Like when you call it a gift and I hear you say that yeah. that's a gift, it's a that's mind-blowing. It's a gift. That's mind-blowing, especially in today's culture when it's like, if bad things happen, why did God hate me? Yeah. That's the that's the thing people say. That's the instant reaction is why did God hate me? Why did God let these bad things happen? And the fact that you are able to say I'm experiencing this quote unquote bad thing as the greatest miracle to change my perspective and give me focus on what it is God wants me to do mm-hmm. now and in the future to change lives for him. That's amazing. That's like that is that is huge. And that ex- until you have that experience, until you have that moment when it all clicks, mm-hmm. which you will, you will have that moment. You will have that when, moment. When you have that experience and you don't know when or where, but you will have that moment and it will click and you'll be like, this is it. And when we talk about these things in the Bible, um, you might not need it right now. And not, it might yeah. not be something that you're learning for the here and now of this 
like minute that you're in. Right. But it is preparing you for something that might come down the line or someone that might come into your life that needs it. And you're prepared at that moment to say, yes, I can help you. Yeah. Or yes, I can help myself or just yes to Jesus in general. And so when people ask, because when you get into conversations, that's usually the question that comes up is why does God let bad things happen? When you're talking to non-Christians or even like new Christians, like, well, why does God let bad things happen? And my answer is always because when that bad thing is over, if you've experienced that bad thing, you can empathize with somebody that's going through the same thing and change their life. But let's jump to business for a second. So talk about failure, because I know you talk about that in your do thing. Yes. So talk about failure just for a second. So, So like failure, literally the best way to learn anything is by failing. And we fail constantly. But however, we're afraid to fail because we think that's the end. And mm-hmm. I feel like that's literally the beginning because you build on those failures and you build up this foundation. And then therefore you have, well, I've had all these failures. I've learned all this stuff. And I'm like, I can fall down and be okay. And what is it? I mean, so likening that to here, mm-hmm. every time you fail, you're being stretched beyond your breaking point. Yes. And, and you get to learning, receive you get to receive forgiveness and grace. You do, but you're learning that as you're getting stretched, you're growing. Yes. And there's my wife and I have lived on the fact that it's not our strength. And mm. I know people yeah. a lot of people will tell you like God wouldn't give it to you if if you can't you handle think it. you can handle it. Yeah. Well, I want to tell all of you that he's given us abundantly more than we can handle. Because he wants all of you to see that it's not us. It's him. Mm. And it's his strength. And I can tell you that I couldn't handle it on my own. And mm. it, it's, that's reality. Yep. That is the miracle that I get to experience on the regular. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's, it's been an incredible ride thus far. And through it, the miracle for me is that God's been protecting my heart. He's been protecting Carly's heart. And we're able to focus our perspective is on the positive because we still see hope even when it seems hopeless. And Mm -hmm. we're learning. We've not just learning. We have been thriving under this thing that seems hopeless. Yeah. And that which seems (laughs) counterintuitive. It does. It seems like that shouldn't be. This should be beating you down. But it's been the biggest blessing in my life. And if God was to come to me today and present it in a way that I'm going to give you this hard thing and you're only going to have a short time, I would, I would say absolutely. Yeah. You're, you can tell me all the bad things because I know on the other side, mm-hmm. the good things are more than worth it. Yeah. So we were talking yeah. about Peter's faith and taking that first step, but the, the first step, is what helps you get to the place where you can experience good, even when it seems hopeless. Yeah. You can get out of the boat in a storm. You can jump out of a boat because take a step towards Jesus. You got clickbaited into getting out of your boat in the first place. (laughs) Absolutely. Like that's, I, it's all like the words are great and the words are important, but words with experience is priceless. And that's what makes all the difference. So, so my, my encouragement our encouragement to you guys our encouragement is that you need to not only read and be 
covered by scripture and time with God, but you need to experience it in life. Whatever it is your situation is that maybe it feels impossible. It feels like, why me? Whatever that experience is, stop and look around. What is it? How is this something that is not a negative thing? If, if, if you, Josh, can tell us what you and Carly are dealing with is a gift, then there is nothing that any of us are dealing with that I can think of that we can't see how it's a gift. And if you think there is, we want to hear from you guys. Like yeah. We want to talk about it. If you email us, if you text message us, if you just reach out, we'll talk about it here. Yeah, absolutely. We might not have all the answers. No, we no. Most likely close. will not, but I, but yeah. we'll talk. Yeah. We, we'll, we'll give a perspective of someone maybe that's gone through something similar or mm-hmm. we'll seek out somebody that maybe can be an expert in the area. But that's what we're here for. We yeah. want to share Jesus. We want to show you how incredible experiencing God can be. And if you're listening to this, I hope you're encouraged. And some of you have told me that already. So thank you because that encourages us to continue to do this. So absolutely. We love you all. Absolutely. And, and, and Jesus loves you all. And Jesus loves you all. And don't forget it, even though it might feel impossible. Don't forget. Even if it's just a shred of hope, a shred of faith, he's got you.